Welcome to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset, their struggles and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. All right, all right, and welcome to Game Changers Live. Each and every week, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, LinkedIn, you name it, where we interview people who have been game changers in their field. And this week, we have somebody really, really special with us that is changing the game in the cannabis industry. So we have Fabian Monaco, and he's the, he's the president and director of Gage Cannabis. He previously worked at XIB Financial Inc., GMP Securities LP, and Scotia Bank. And so in addition to his vast investment banking and legal background, he's got 10 plus years in the capital markets. Uh, so plenty of experience there as well as plenty of experience, extensive experience in the cannabis industry. So it's, we're really excited to have uh, Fabian here on Game Changers. Welcome, buddy. Thanks a lot, Sergio. I really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So let's get started with a bit of background on you. So you are the president of Gage Cannabis. It's a one of the fastest growing uh, cannabis brands, and you're based out of Toronto. The, the organization, the distribution is mainly based out of Michigan. But tell me a bit about you, who Fabian is, uh, because you have a great story to share. Yeah, no, thanks, Sergio. So you know, from from my standpoint, I used to be you know predominantly on the capital market side of things before I joined Gage full time. I uh, used to be a securities lawyer. And then went into investment banking, and kind of what drew me, or you know, drew me to the industry. Actually, the cannabis industry was the fact that you know within my uh, my investment banking firm at previously GMP Securities, I was in the healthcare group, and at that time, cannabis happened to follow you know under that uh, under that group, and so uh, I got to essentially join the team that had just brought Tweed public. Uh, Tweed, obviously, you know, then on you know became Canopy Growth. Uh, and so I really got the opportunity to work on a lot of the firsts of the industry. I uh, worked on the first acquisition uh, when Tweed bought Bedrocan, worked on the first $100 million financing in the space, which you know, which was canopy growth, essentially, uh, when they raised their first $100 million. I got to work on you know, one of the first you know, few IPOs in the space as well. So really got to see the industry for, for now many years and how it's grown, you know, not only in Canada, but also in the U.S., uh, and then obviously slowly made my way um, to the, the Gage team and the other two co-founders, um, just phenomenal, phenomenal operators, really saw something special in them and, you know, pretty much joined the company, uh, frankly, started the company since its inception as a, as a co-founder about three and a half years ago. And, and obviously here I am today. Uh, we just recently announced our uh, our closing of our, our Reg A plus financing. We raised the maximum fifty million, so a lot of excitement uh, at the company today, and and really excited, obviously, for what we have going on in the in the twenty twenty one year. the The industry is such an exciting place to be right now because the are we are blazing a new path. It's it's like the gold rush, right in in twenty twenty. Yeah. And you guys started Gage Cannabis in 17 and over just under two years, basically grown it to over $50 million in, in terms of just funding. So your valuations are a, a multiple of that. What an exciting 
place to be in your life where you basically got your finger on the pulse. You've been on those those IPOs on the front line. What was that like? And how, you know, did you ever envision yourself doing that ten years ago? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I actually thought you know I would just be in that kind of legal finance realm for life. Uh, it was really a situation where um, you know the, the industry came on so quickly and so fast. So you know, in Canada. Uh, we had a new prime minister that came into place and, you know, made it a goal of his kind of, you know, or a goal of his, you know, first couple of months to, or I should say first year to legalize cannabis. And, and, and really um, it, it placed Canada on a, on a, on a platform uh, almost as an example of, you know, what could be for a lot of the, the cannabis industry everywhere else in the world. Uh, the thing is it, it went through so many ups and downs, right? So you, you had these, these times, you know, over the past five, six years where it was just, it was just euphoria, frankly, you know, stocks were going to crazy all time highs, every single cannabis company with just a story, never mind operations were raising capital. And you saw a lot of that over the years. And then, you know, I'd say maybe in the late 18 and, and, and also obviously when we got to, you know, 2019, I should say late 2019, um, it really didn't look that great for the cannabis industry as a whole. You know, Canada wasn't performing where it should have been. The U.S. names weren't really getting the love that they should have received as well. And so a lot of ups and downs. And so you really kind of feel um, the excitement that comes with, with, with the growth. But you also feel that, uh, you know, those troughs in the industry, they really, really can put you in a bad place. Um, but overall, you know, the, the industry itself is con continues to move in a positive direction. And I think right now it's probably the most positive it's ever been. These, the, the companies that are going to be successful in this industry are the ones that are the most professionally led and quality driven, right? Because that's what it's all about. You can't have a, a subpar quality product or else you're not going to survive in, in this industry. Tell me about the leadership your leadership philosophy at, at Gage and the leaders within your board and so forth. What is that? What is it like working there as compared to perhaps other companies? Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you join a team like Gage, you, you're joining, you're joining a company that's in, in hyper growth mode, right? So, you know, we started in 2017. We only had our first operational asset online in the middle of the summer of 2019. So pretty much everything you've seen from us in terms of growth operationally has happened in a year and a half. A year or and so. half. Yeah. So you know, the, the people that joined us, you know, the first few employees, I got to see, you know, totally all that growth over the past couple of years. And then even even the employees that have joined us only six months ago, again, you're entering into a, a company that is growing so, so quickly. The brand continues to explode. We have a, a phenomenal following. Um, as a brand in Michigan and, and really actually are starting to get a great following across, I would say North America. Um, and if you take a look at our social media, whether it be, you know, our Instagram page or Twitter page, uh, just a great amount of, of, of interaction. And so, you know, again, we try to keep, uh, we try to keep dedicated to what we're doing. Everyone at the company works really, really hard. We have the benefit of, you know, having some of the industry leaders, frankly, you know, Bruce Linton, I, I'd say he's the godfather of the cannabis industry. He, he, he was the trailblazer ahead of us all that really helped put cannabis on a, on a professional platform. Uh, his work that he did building up Canopy Growth to what it is today 
um, was phenomenal. And, and, you know, like, like anyone there was there, you know, there was ups and downs with, you know, his, his, uh, his role at, at Canopy Growth as well. And so he's our chairman, um, you know, his ability to kind of teach us uh, and show us how to deal with, you know, the continual ups and downs in the industry uh, have been also fantastic. Uh, even from a leadership standpoint, people being able to kind of, you know, have him discuss, you know, how he took, frankly, a company from from nothing into the multi-billion dollar company that it is today, a company that got, you know, such a massive injection of capital from pretty much one of the best, call it, brands in the world being Constellation brands and all the sub-brands that it has um, in, in this particular industry um, has, been, has been great, has been great. So again, you know, hardworking culture, um, but, you know, you're part of something that's growing fast. Uh, you're part of something that's, you know, coming out with new products and new flavors and new clothing and new apparel on a daily basis really gets people excited. So vision as a leader is, is tremendously important. And so is consistency and experience in, in an industry. And you've got that in, in, in Bruce, right? Where do you guys see the cannabis industry going from this point forward? Where is it going to be in 10 years? What is, what, what is it going to look like? I think you're going to see explosive growth, Sergio. So, you know, the U.S. is the largest cannabis market in the world, right? And, and generally, it's been hampered by a lot of these, you know, regulatory issues that we all know, whether it's, you know, uh, the, the tax issues that plague the industry, uh, whether it's, you know, the legality issues that plague the industry, or even some of the regulatory issues that plague the industry, um, access to banking as well, you know, another issue, another problem in this industry. I think those are all going to settle and, and, and let's call it figure themselves out over over the next six to 12 months, hopefully earlier than that. There's a lot of excitement, especially with the Biden administration, that those problems that I just mentioned are going to be fixed sooner rather than later. And it's just so exciting for the industry. I was able to see the growth in Canada. And obviously, you know, don't get me wrong, there have been some slip ups um, in the Canadian market in terms of it achieving, you know, its full potential over the past couple of years. I think I think it still has a lot of work to do. But if you take a look at the U.S., and how much the U.S. cannabis industry has grown and how the companies have grown, I think in the future, it's going to be even crazier in terms of the growth. It's going to be exponential in terms of the growth because you're having a, having a scenario where all these little small issues, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even say small, I should say big issues that plague the industry will hopefully fall away in the next you know, six to 12 months. And it's, it's just an exciting, exciting time. And, you know, if there's anyone out there that's thinking about potentially joining the industry, joining a company like Gage, now's the time because now I think is just, you know, where everybody's truly, truly ramping up and getting to the point where they're preparing themselves for this massive influx of attention and capital that's going to flow into the industry over the next little while. Therapeutics is, is an important um, result of, of, or, you know, of cannabis right out there. It is helping a lot of people, whether they have PTSD or you know, anxiety issues. It seems like, like weed cannabis solves just about every problem on earth, right? <laughs> that you might have any ailment. You may have, you have a headache. Well, okay. Have some flour. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how, you know, that it's taken us this long to really kind of uh, demystify or, or kind of, you know, stop demonizing, um, cannabis. So 
have you, you know, where, in, in what form or shape do you see it in therapeutic use really taken off? You know, I, I would say that's tough to tell right now. I think people just generally consumers um, do you know, consume the product in, in the typical fashion that, you know, you or I would think, or the, let's call it the average person, which would be to obviously smoke a joint. I think the majority of the people continue to consume, you know, cannabis, at least, you know, the, the people that do consume cannabis on a, on a relatively frequent basis. Um, but you see more and more uh, new products coming online and, and, and the refinement of products as well, whether that be, you know, the refinement of even just an edible product and improving the taste, improving the way it actually gets consumed and the method in terms of the way it, it, and also the experience that you have in that consumption of that particular product, it, it continually improves on, on, you know, even not just on the edible side, but in a variety of, you know, consumption uh, type of ways. And so for, for the industry, it's not even so much, you know, where do we see, um, you know, more consumption and in what category, I just want to see, you know, more consumption generally, you know, we hear every single day at how much the cannabis, you know, consumption of a particular individual has helped that individual through certain issues or problems that they have in their lives. And that's the best thing you want to hear. And then, you know, even maybe, you know, uh, guys like myself or yourself, you know, uh, at the end of the week, you know, maybe, you, you know, pour yourself a drink to relax, maybe pour ourselves two, three, four drinks. You know, people that potentially have, you know, dependency on that type of on that type of, uh, you know, product, let's call it and moving more towards something that, you know, when they wake up the next day, um, you know, they're not really feeling those effects and they can kind of like, you know, kickstart their day and you know go and you know right. be with their families, et cetera, versus the alternative where, you know, consuming four or five, let's call it six beers in a given night, you're not going to feel so great. You know, the average person won't feel so great the yeah. very next day. Right. So. You know, for me, what I love to see is just more consumption. I love seeing the numbers go up, um, especially in the in the legal market. It's great to pull people away from the illicit market as the legal market continues to have better quality and better service offerings in the industry. Because um, at least people know what they're consuming as well. They know what's in those products and the safety uh, of those products as well. So all in all, you know, just it's just great to see you know consumption increase. In my eyes, it doesn't really matter, you know, what particular category it's coming from. Right. Because there's a big enough pie to go around and, you know, for basically every, every company out there, you guys are going public here pretty soon. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Tell correct. me more about that. That's very exciting. To, and you're going to be listed on the NASDAQ? No, I mean, I, I'd love to be listed on the NASDAQ. Unfortunately, uh, U.S. cannabis uh, uh, names can not necessarily be uh, be listed in the U.S. And that's one thing, you know, wow. uh, back to a couple of problems I was mentioning. One thing that I hope changes in the near future here, uh, having access to the, the U.S. capital markets on a broad basis, especially when it comes to listing, is obviously, you know, particularly important to any company out there. Sure. Uh, it's kind of like the end goal of probably many companies in the world to, you know, be one day listed on a recognized U.S. exchange. And so that's obviously the end goal. But right now, um, like all, of, you know, all of our other, um, you know, let's call it competitors in the space, we're all going to be listed uh, in Canada. Uh, majority of us will be listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Uh, it's, uh, it's anticipated that Gage will also be uh, listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange. Um, and yeah, you know, that's probably going to be a, another four to six week process for us, 
uh, hopefully sooner. But, you know, again, just want to be conservative with our timeline. Uh, but we are anticipating, you know, sometime before the end of Q1 um, to to be publicly traded. Fantastic. So, Fabian, you've had, uh, and I'm speaking with Fabian Monaco. He's the he's the president and director of Gauge Cannabis, based out of out of Toronto. Um, who they just raised a, a round of fifty million dollars. One of the fastest growing cannabis companies out there with some of the highest quality products. So, very happy to have him on. So if, and I ask this to all my guests, so if you had to look back at, you know, you've obviously had a very successful career, you've done very, very well um, in, a, in an industry where you're enjoying it every day, right? You get up and you enjoy what you're doing yeah. every day. What was a game changing moment for you where either an event or something that somebody told you, an epiphany you had, uh, something that happened to you where you can say, okay, from that point on, things really took off for me or it turned the light on for me. It was a philosophy. What was that game-changing moment for you? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a pretty easy one in, it, from my standpoint. And, and really, it was, it was the involvement in this industry, the, the ability to get right. involved in the industry so early. But that came with risks, right? And yeah. so not a lot of people appreciate that after the fact. And so if you take a look at where I was, so I was sitting at my desk, you know, at a, at a reputable independent investment banking firm. And we predominantly were focused on the, the healthcare market, the, uh, the spec pharma market to be exact. That industry had you know, somewhat fallen off a cliff uh, shortly after I joined. And frankly, the group were looking for you know, opportunities in the healthcare space um, that we could kind of take and run with. And frankly, the cannabis industry just fell on our lap. But again, you know, remember from not only the firm standpoint, but also individually, the, the thought process of, you know, kind of staying with the company and ensuring that, hey, you know, this is this is an industry I think is going to be something. I would say, actually, you know, I think it was a good solid uh, five or six years ago when I was in the, in that role. Um, you know, when I first started sending around um, some of the cannabis transactions that was a part of to my uh, to my friends and colleagues, it was uh, it was something that people would laugh at you know, and say, oh yeah, you know, you're working in the cannabis industry. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Uh, stark difference, you know, really? to the messages I was receiving today. Yeah. Um, after we announced our, 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 our $50 million financing. And so um, it's, you know, one thing for the listeners to keep in mind is sometimes, you know, when you get an opportunity, you know, presented to you, it doesn't always just, you know, slap you in the face as in like, this is going to be massive. This is going to be huge. Um, because again, it, it came with its uh, it came with its ups and downs over the years. You look at the cannabis industry again. You had some euphoric times, and you've had some really really dark days. And especially when a new industry comes on that is that is that looks like it's going to be so so heavily regulated, you got to say to yourself, you know, how fast is this industry going to be able to grow? Is it going to be constrained by rules and regulations? Or is this industry going to really thrive the way I think it's going to thrive? And these are risks people need to take. And so, again, you know, when you look back at someone's success, you say to yourself, wow, look at that person. So lucky. Yes, they worked hard, but wow, they had a lot of luck. But remember, it's, it's not only luck, it's hard work as well. But more importantly, that person took on that risk. You know, they took on that, they took on that, 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 I guess, let's call it decision to say, you know what? I think I think what I'm doing here is right. I think what you know I'm involved in is right as well. I think it's going to be huge, and it's staying dedicated to that thought process that really brings out the, you know the success in an individual or an industry generally. 
and you had to go all in, right? Because when an opportunity presents itself, you you can't always dabble. At times, you got to either you know double down and say, okay, I'm I'm going to go in on this, even though perhaps others don't see the opportunity, and that's what makes it golden, right? They may laugh at you at first; they don't see it themselves, but later on, the hard work pays off. Totally. Totally. It's, it's, you know, at times, you know, everyone would love to de-risk, you know, their various decision-making, uh, you know, uh, processes in their life. But at times, you know, that you need to also just say to yourself, okay, I really need to commit myself 110% to this, you know, this venture or this job or this, this part of my life to really bring out success in the end. And, and, and it's not always apparent at first, right? Um, you know, even mm -hmm. for, you know, a company like Gage, when we were looking at, when COVID started to ramp up in terms of its, uh, in terms of its, you know, negativity and issues that it's created in the world, you know, everyone at Gage, were, you know, we were looking at ourselves like, wow, like, are we actually going to even be able to have this business continue running? And you know, the fact that we had, you know, cannabis considered an essential business as a whole in Michigan was obviously a blessing in disguise. In fact, it was it was probably the start of the positive momentum that we saw in the cannabis space just this past year in 2020. But at that time, when again, you know, you're turning on the news, looking at all the COVID cases around the world, looking at, you know, some of the difficulties countries were going through, talks about lockdowns and shutdowns, and you sitting there wondering, wow, am, am I, is my company even gonna survive? And then now, you know, not even a year later, frankly, but frankly, only like nine months later, um, seeing where we are today, again, a stark difference, right? So you go through these ups and downs with anything, nothing's ever perfect, you know, nothing goes straight up, nothing, you know, just gets you to your goal immediately. And so it's some of these, let's call it, you know, trials and tribulations that are associated with anybody's success, regardless if it's, you know, mine or a company's, et cetera. It's just, it doesn't always go work out initially or, you know, along the way as people think. So tell me a story about a time perhaps engaged cannabis or, or in any of the other capital market experiences that you had where, like we said, you're, you're breaking new ground. You're doing things that nobody's ever done before. Were there mistakes along the way where you guys just didn't see something coming and, you know, hit you guys, you went sideways and how did you overcome that? Have you have you had those experiences? Yeah, there's just so many. There's so many, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it just um, it's a matter of you know there there were there there were so many things that were thrown at this industry. Whether you were involved in the industry in Canada or the U.S., um, it, you know, in in, in Canada, um, the rollout of retail obviously hit everybody pretty hard. It wasn't as fast as everyone was expecting. Even in Canada, you didn't even have the full product set of available, you know, products in this industry right away when legalization, um, you know, started. You had to wait a full year for a brand new product set being edibles to actually be allowed to be sold, you know, in the industry. You take a look at the cannabis industry as well in the U.S., just the consistent, you know, uh, hitting a wall when it comes to regulations where um, seeing each and every state on, on a one by one basis, you know, either going to a medical program or an adult use program and, and the difficulties, you know, each and every state has to go through. Um, and even in Michigan, you know, in terms of 
the way that program rolled out, you had the you had basically the second largest medical cardholder system in the U.S. behind only California, and yet it took, I would say, quite a bit of time for the Michigan you know market to really start to ramp up after it was introduced in 2017. So in 2017, we had medical only in Michigan. And I would say it took almost a full year for that program to really get started and really for, you know, the supply to actually come online. And then at that point, you know, adult use um, was essentially, you know, approved and came into play December 1st, 2019. And again, you know, even that took some time. And so you kind of, um, you're always throwing a curveball in this industry. Things that you think will be fast end up being slow. Things you think are going to be slow end up being really fast. It's like you're constantly, you know, on the treadmill at, you know, such a super high speed, just trying to make sure you're not falling off. And how do you keep up your own motivation and your own self-talk and your own confidence when all you're getting hit from directions, you know, you don't see them coming on all sides. Like, how do you keep showing up every day in a consistent manner and a high level? You just got to have faith in your, you know, your previous experiences and, 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 you know, the way you think about things and trying to employ that to each and every, you know, curveball that gets thrown at you to make sure that you feel confident about the decision you're making. Um, it's not, it's not just like, you know, one item that happens to a company that could derail it. It's always a couple of little items I find. Um, as long as, you know, you are keenly focused on the you know the, the bigger items though regardless and making sure that you're doing the best you know possible decision making process for you and the company um i think is pretty key uh it's 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 tough sometimes to stay motivated when you have so much negativity thrown at you or, or the or the curveballs are coming in fast and hard um, but at the end of the day you just got to look at your past experiences, say to yourself, okay, like look at all those previous five issues that I had to deal with. I got through those by doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Now let me look at these next couple and let me focus on ABC here because, you know, I got through those other ones. These are just a new set of problems that I have that I need to get through. And I, of course, it's not always easy. It's easier said than done. But again, that that's how I stay positive. You know, every curveball or every issue that gets thrown my way or that, you know, gets thrown the company's way, you know, you sit down and you hunker down and you, and you figure out how to solve the issue and you move forward and you have the confidence because you've solved the hundred issues before it. Fabian, thank you so much, my brother, for being on president and director of Gage Cannabis, one of the fastest growing cannabis companies in the in Canada and in the US. So definitely keep an eye out for them. They're gonna be blowing up. Thank you, brother, for being on Game Changers. Thank you so much, Sergio. I really appreciate you having me on today. If you loved what you heard in today's episode of Game Changers, please subscribe and rate us. The lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable, so I invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it. You may end up being the game changer in their lives. 